All right, everybody, welcome back to the Agents of Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul. And I'm Eric. That's right, and we're back here with the uh, the finale of our Wonder Woman coverage. It's going to be the fourth and final week of what we're covering uh, this time, anyway. I mean, I'm sure there's more Wonder Woman stuff to cover down the line. Oh, yeah. Um, but we started out with this series by doing the Wonder Woman TV show. We read uh, the KTA by Greg Rucka. Um, that was, that was a decent enough story. It wasn't bad. Yeah. Um, I liked it enough. Uh, and then the Wonder Woman TV show was interesting. Aged a little bit better than I was expecting, but oh, still yeah. had some, I mean, that gorilla episode was a little strange. I mean, it was funny. <laughs> yeah. <I> lo- <laughs> and it, honestly, they always nail Wonder Woman. I have no complaints about what the character does ever. So they got the character right. Oh yeah. So I like that down, about it. Yeah. So, for yeah. sure. And, uh, so yeah, we liked that show enough. Um, we also read the, um, uh, the Steve Orlando and uh, Aiko story um, from the from the uh, Rebirth. Uh, that was probably the most recent Wonder Woman story we did. That yep. was pretty good. Yeah, that was great. Um, and then last week we did, we watched Wonder Woman 2017, the uh, Gal Gadot movie. And then we uh, we read uh, Wonder Woman Year One, also by Greg Rucka, and mm-hmm. uh, art by Nicholas Scott. That one uh, we liked a lot, especially for the art. Oh yeah. Um. So that was this. This one is going to be the final week. This time we decided to go to yet another run to kind of mix it up in the middle of this Wonder Woman coverage. So this week we're going to be doing the actually the first appearance of the Cheetah mm-hmm. uh, in honor of the movie we're doing today. And then um, that's gonna that's, that's actually this only the sixth appearance of Wonder Woman as well. It's a very early issue of Wonder Woman uh, that the Cheetah gets uh, referenced. So she she appears oh, okay. very early in Wonder Woman's history. Gotcha. So this issue we're reading is from the '40s. So this will be uh, pretty much tied with the oldest comics we've read because that Tales from the Crypt stuff we did was pretty old too. Yeah, and a um, uh, lot of sections in it will definitely shine through as being from the '40s. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that one aged a little bit better as far as just like not openly offending me at all times. Oh yeah, <laughs> a lot of this old Wonder Woman stuff does age pretty well. Like a lot of like you know just Wonder Woman just like you know giving it to the men like that's oh, yeah. very progressive. But then some of it is very not. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll get to all that. Um, but overall, pretty interesting to like go back and read these old comics and be like, huh. Like this is where that shit happened. Yep. It's like some some of it's like surprisingly more readable than like you're expecting, and then some of it is just like you can tell like you're instantly reminded where this comes from. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's very evident. Yeah, uh, and then of course for the second part of our podcast today uh, on Christmas Day, we finally got a chance to watch 1984 Wonder Woman the sequel, and we'll have some thoughts on that afterwards. Yeah. Um, a lot it, of people have had thoughts. It, it wasn't what I was expecting. No, not, not at I'll all. spoil that much, but if you want to see the rest of it, uh, skip ahead. We always put timestamps in our episodes. Yeah. So if you're just here for the movie, just go ahead and skip ahead yep. uh, past this 1940s comic. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't blame you. <laughs> uh, but but we're not going anywhere. For now, our, our issue here is to cover uh, Wonder Woman number six. This was written by uh, Charles Moulton with art by H.G. Uh, Peter. Um, this was released in 1943, uh, just to reiterate that. This is way back. Um, we, we haven't read the first five issues, so we miss a little bit of Wonder Woman's origins here. But, I mean, they give you enough here to definitely pick up on what's going on, especially if you know who the character is. Yeah. Um, like, the, aesthetically, like, um, a lot of it reminds me of the Wonder Woman TV show. Like, just the way, like, uh, Wonder Woman's dressed, like, in her, uh, um, like, street attire. Yeah, like, yeah. I can definitely tell where they got that look from. Like, they pulled it straight out of this. Yeah, because her alter ego in this is also Diana Prince, yep. who's, like, kind of a secretary type or whatever. Yeah, for the military. So it's the yeah. same exact origin. They pulled that right out of here. Yep, and um, we've got her being, like, a kind of an escape artist, too. Yeah, like, it like was we in saw. The show. Yep, yeah. exactly. I mean, granted, she stopped that very briefly in the show, but in this, yeah, she's still doing it. Yeah, I think in the show, it's just, like, a callback to maybe this issue or Yeah, whatever. it's like an Easter egg, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's what I bet. Yep. Um, yeah, because she's in here just, like, breaking out of shackles, like, uh, as, like, a carnival trip. 
trick. And like one hilarious part is she ties a, a rope to a piano yeah. and then throws it at the audience. It's just like, whoops, I don't know my own strength. <laughs> there's a hilarious panel of the audience being like, look out, run for your lives. <laughs> yeah, they're just mortified. And Wonder Woman's like, gotcha, whoop, and pulls it right back. And they're like, oh shit. You thought you were going to die. I shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> my child has PTSD. <laughs> and then she's like, look, I got it. And like lifts the piano above yeah. her head, which will come up later. And um, we see uh, one of her assistants. Her name is Priscilla, which is going to end up being uh, the cheetah. This yep. it's uh, not not Barbara and Minerva. This is like the original cheetah. Mm-hmm. Um, Priscilla is like one of Wonder Woman's assistants, and she's just like envious of like the attention and like kind of just the success that Wonder Woman's having. Yeah. Um, and so she's and that's like, about all her like motivation comes down to. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That and she has a split personality of uh, the cheetah. Yeah, she kind of reminds me of like Two Face a little bit in this. Yeah, she kind of gives me those vibes. Yeah, for sure. Um, because yeah, the the what sets her off here, she uh, finds out that this like uh, lasso is like unbreakable, so she uses it to like tie Wonder Woman like uh, underneath the water, and uh, so she uh, she ends up getting free anyway. And Priscilla's like, "Damn it, Wonder <laughs> foiled like, again! Who could have known? Like this could have uh, uh, this would have like restrained me and stopped me from getting out. Oh well, I'm sure it wasn't Priscilla. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she literally says that like it couldn't have been Priscilla." She's too innocent. Yeah, brushes over it, over it pretty, uh, pretty quick. Yeah, um, and then we get kind of the origin of what her like, uh, kind of like whole supervillain kind of thing is. Here, she we see Priscilla in front of the mirror, and in the mirror, she sees like an alternate personality of herself. It's kind of described in the narration box as like everyone has this like alt- alter ego, mm-hmm. um, and it's even like yeah, it's like her shadow. Yeah, it's even called out by name. Like it's like, it's like Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's your basis. Yeah. Um, so she looks in the mirror and it's like uh, it's like a woman in a cat suit. So that's the main difference from like the cheetah most people are gonna expect. Yeah, I gotta um, laugh this part because she like picks up a cheetah like dead skin rug and she's like, "Here, make this your outfit." <laughs> it's like, like wait, son. <laughs> it's like I think I could find something a little better. <laughs> and she puts it on and it's like a perfect costume i'm like sure <laughs> i mean it works right on <laughs> and yeah and uh as the cheetah she like it doesn't have like the same personality as priscilla like she's yeah. basically a new person yeah and uh she gets it in her head that she's gonna like frame wonder woman for this crime she has this information about like this bag of money that's in a vault yeah she actually expertly like sneaks into woman wonder woman's place and like holds a knife up to her chest and is like wait a minute this is too easy yeah like, i'm just gonna frame her for stealing charity well, money. she's lucky that wouldn't have worked <laughs> yeah true <laughs> um but yeah so then instead she just puts the money like under her bed and she's like i'll frame her for this yeah and then sneaks out yeah and then the rest of it is just kind of her as her priscilla uh, alter ego going into these uh these, these higher ups and being like well, this money's been stolen who could have done it and initially they suspect priscilla like oh it must have been you like you work with you saw the money yeah you're like, the oh. only other one and then she's like oh but did you forget wonder woman came by to say hello yeah and so i was like oh okay that's kind of a clever framing okay sure Diana Prince just like leaves the meeting. She's like, "Whoa, I guess I need to get Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah. I'm here to defend myself." <laughs> Diana, I just passed Diana Prince walking out. Like I'm here now. <laughs> I'm like, wait, you're making this more suspicious, Wonder Woman. <laughs> you just can't bust in to defend yourself the second you're accused, <laughs> right? Just come in like a couple hours later. Like, give it some time. Or just wait till they come to you. <laughs> no, wait, I'm here. Wait, how did you know? <laughs> how did you know we were suspicious? <laughs> Are you spying on us? <laughs> uh, so Wonder Woman's like kind of just like trying to clear her name. I think they even like arrest her for like a day. It was like a panel of her in prison just being like, well, actually, I didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll prove my innocence. Yeah. And uh, then she confronts the, the cheetah again, just kind of like smashing through the, the the wall of the building where cheetah's like holding this. Uh... It's like the, the dude who is supposed to be taking care of the money. Yeah. Yeah. She's like holding him hostage uh, with a gun, like with two guns, actually putting yeah. one at Wonder Woman as well. Dual wield. And uh, she's holding him hostage. Wonder Woman's like, OK, don't do anything crazy. Like, we're fine. We're, we'll, we'll get out of this. 
and uh, Cheetah like throws her through a wall and then him out the window and they're both like in quicksand. Yeah, I, I can't tell what is is this supposed to be like a corn silo? It, yeah, it's, it says it's like a grain warehouse. Yeah. So I don't know what they're in where they're like drowning in like yellow. It looks like they're like drowning in popcorn. Yeah, it, I think they're literally just drowning in like grain seed. I don't think that'd be that dangerous. <laughs> no, I think be? you'd literally just like float on top of it. Like, I, don't, <laughs> I don't not, think you'd sink. They make it seem like quicksand where they're like, help. Yeah, the dude's like instantly drowning. She's like, take a deep breath. I don't want to drown in cream corn. <laughs> that would suck. <laughs> but delicious. Yeah. yeah. And so she saves the day. She rescues uh, that guy. And then Priscilla goes to just like burn down the building instead. The art here is a little confusing. I was really confused how this <laughs> happened. Yeah, and it happens in like three panels. Yeah, not even like in two panels, because in two pa- in one panel she's on the roof like with a fire stick trying to burn the building down. She's yep. like, "You'll never get me or know my identity, Wonder Woman. It's all over now." <laughs> and then literally in the next panel, she's falling through flames into the fire. Yeah, I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, so like within a half a panel. She's lighting a roof on fire, then the roof collapses, and she falls into the flames, presumably to her death. I'm like, okay, that's the, <laughs> all right, sure. I mean, granted, that's a fuck up. They're definitely getting their money's worth out of the pages here. They tell oh, yeah. like there's like basically four issues in this one issue. Oh yeah, but just like the way the story's condensed, it's like we gotta go, gotta go fast, tell the story fast. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's like a 45 issue right. issue, quote unquote. But yeah, it's basically like three issues in one tiny issue. Yeah. Um, I think the story gets a little bit better with the next, uh, the next like where the next mini issue uh, picks up, where like yeah. it's like the psychics in the hair salon. I think that part was a little more interesting. Yeah, that kind of surprised me a little bit. Like they go into like ESP, like psychic mind reading and stuff. He yeah, even, like even cites like a Duke University like study that actually like happened. Yeah, uh, it's cool because like they're uh, basically the military goes to Diana Prince, who's like you said is like a secretary in the military. Yep. and they're like we're we're there's got to be a spy like in our leadership here. Like information keeps being leaked uh, to the enemy, and we don't know what it is. Like super sensitive information, mm. and so like there's got to be some kind of like spy business going on. And while they're having this meeting, uh, Diana like a call comes in like on the regular uh, on her desk phone, and she answers like hello, and it's like this very suspicious like almost like a commercial spam call for like uh, yeah. A spa um like very ahead of its time a spam call for a business like hello would you like to get <laughs> yeah, healthy right. like, you've <laughs> got a free massage salon trip. nowadays you just hang up and be like whatever <laughs> but diana's like whoa this is sus- suspicious who would have this number and why are they calling offering spa services All right and so she goes undercover like as her diana persona like into this spa and the guy at the front is like you need to stop here ma'am you need credentials and she's just like nah boom and just <laughs> yeah. bodies him open like, members only oh god <laughs> 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 he's just like knocked out boom yeah just instantly knocks out the guard get out of my in. way please bam <laughs> <laughs> i've got us i've got a meeting and she goes like undercover she's like i, I would just like uh just a hair wash i just i'm just something basic and she goes like to get her hair wash and gets put in this machine and like using her glasses to kind of like see behind her and like spy around the building she sees like people behind her like doing suspicious things. So what she does is as soon as she's left a moment, she uses her what's described as super strength hair, which I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, the rest of it's super I'll roll strength. With it. Sure. Yeah. yeah, why not? So she uses that to kind of like fling the machine that was washing her hair at the wall, yeah. which smashes through the wall <laughs> into this room where there's like this psychic in a bandana just kind of uh like writing down notes. Yeah. 
And she's like, uh, what are you doing? She's like, uh, nothing. <laughs> totally Woman, normal stuff. Wonder Woman thinks she's like so sly here. She's like, oh no, I, I just, I'm really interested in, uh, in stenography. Stenography. I'm just yeah. interested in your notes. You just <laughs> smashed through a wall, Diana. <laughs> That's right. not going to work now. I've got very, uh, violent enthusiasm. If that might have worked while you were undercover, you literally just <laughs> yeah. Kool Aid manned your way into this room. <laughs> yeah, it's not normal when people throw chairs through walls. I'm just so interested. I had to get in here. <laughs> <laughs> very passionate about stenography. And yeah, she's. She's got a bunch of notes like from literally reading Wonder Woman's mind. We find out they've been keeping a psychic here to read people's minds as they come into the salon. So they've been using that to draw in people who know military secrets and get that from them and sell it. It's so ridiculous, too, because it shows how Cheetah's been recruiting these psychic stenographers or whatever. Yeah. And, like, she literally kidnaps them and throws them in a cage and puts them in, like, orange zebra costumes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, the zebra is the Cheetah's natural, like, uh, like enemy or, like, prey or whatever. Like, of you course. should feel honored. It's yeah. Like, Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like if you if you want to uh, keep your uh, you know keep your whole military family alive, you'll you'll go with me. I don't know what the costumes were about, but okay. <laughs> yeah, because she instantly just puts them back into normal clothes. Yeah, the whole thing here is just like she's threatening their families. You didn't need the costumes. <laughs> yeah, and that's your thing. I mean, I go for it. I guess. Yeah, I mean, uh, make it a, an event. She's got like a whole set here with like these like uh, African like ferns and stuff. <laughs> yeah, she's basically like on a jungle set in like yeah. a Hollywood movie with like a, a whole like tiger cage and everything. Right. It's insane. Uh, but, I mean, I, honestly, I like, like, the villain plot here. I think it's kind of clever. Like, you know, have this, like, spa, this, like, uh, innocent place where you just sit down and relax with your thoughts. Yeah. And then start mind-controlling people. Yeah, psychic mind readers at a spa where you yeah. where you just let your mind run. Yeah, like, you just sit perfect. in silence for, like, 60 minutes. Yeah. yeah. That's the perfect place for a mind reader. Right. Um, and, yeah, like, Wonder Woman shows up, and, yeah, Cheetah comes in to, like, grab her psychic and run out of here. Um, but with what she knows, Wonder Woman is like, well, there's, like, this, like, uh, attack that's going to go on, and, like, millions of people, or, like, a bunch of soldiers are going to die if I don't stop this attack. Mm -hmm. um, so she's like, well, I have to go there first and save the day, and then we'll come back to the psychic business. Uh, and then we enter an unfortunate series of, of pages where... <laughs> uh, it's like basically a World War II comic with yeah. uh, Wonder Woman's like, going into like Japan occupied territory, and it is very racist. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's bad. Um, the, so yeah, the, we're gonna skip over a lot of it. Both the dialogue here. and the illustrations are very troubling. There's one part that's really ludicrous that I don't want to skip over though, where Wonder Woman's talking to these like Japanese officials in the military and trying to like fool them, and she does so by. Uh, using ventriloquism, yeah, basically to make it look like the commander is agreeing with what she's saying. Yep, which is just ludicrous, to and me. literally puts on like an accent, like yeah. in the dialogue, and like it, it's it's rough. And in the next panel, someone's like, "Wait, that wasn't you talking. That was her. Like, that wasn't <laughs> gonna work, Diana, <laughs> right?" And then there's a part where they form like a human ladder, and it it's just very odd. Yeah, this whole sequence is just like that. None of this needed to happen. <laughs> no, because <laughs> the next plot they get to is way more interesting because it's it's literally. I mean, it's ludicrous, but I like it in yeah, like, a yeah. fun way. Oh yeah, where it's like Diana as Wonder Woman is at a uh, meeting with these military folks, and there's this one just like disgruntled colonel who's like a woman who's strong. I bet she's not actually strong. It's a yeah. trick. Who could have ever heard of such a thing? Yeah, and they've got the picture of her lifting the piano from the first like part of this issue. Yeah, oh, and Paula tricks. Yeah, and Wonder Woman, like, actually, no, Diana's here as herself, and then she literally just gets pissed at this guy, goes yeah. back, changes into Wonder Woman, and shows up, like, oh, you, I heard you don't think I'm strong. <laughs> right, heard you talking shit, bitch. I love this. <laughs> like, I'm like, Diana, yes. Right. That's exactly what you do. Oh, yeah. 
Just literally go change clothes and be like, nah, bitch. <laughs> yeah, heard, heard you're talking shit. Yeah, the first thing she does is shake his hand and just like crush the bones in his hand. Like, hello. <laughs> yeah. He's like, ah. No, that was some kind of jujitsu mumbo jumbo. You're yeah. not actually strong. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next thing she does is pick up his desk and throw it at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, here, you can catch this. Oh, boom. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. And he's like, whoa. And I get so cheesy, but I like love this. Oh, yeah. No, this is a great sequence. And then after that, he's like, well, I mean, sure, you might have bested me, but if I, I bring the best humanity has to offer, our athletes can surely best the Amazonian athletes. I'm like, yeah. dude, now you're just barking up the wrong tree. No. Yeah, it's like, what are you expecting, dude? And then Wonder Woman's like, oh, like, ego here. She's like, you know what? Done. Yeah, accepted. <laughs> I, like, she knows she's going to win, so she's like, done. <laughs> yeah, but to wipe the floor with your ass. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, Cheetah uh, goes undercover. She like takes one of the athletes and like steals her her persona and like her attire and everything, yeah. and goes undercover as one of the athletes. Um, so when the bus loads, uh, uh, Wonder Woman's like gathered all these like great like uh, you know women Olympians uh, to come with her to Themyscira to like compete. Mm-hmm. And so uh, all of them plus Cheetah undercover go. And actually, the the psychic woman from before, Gail goes undercover as well. She sneaks into the, like, luggage, which looks ridiculous <laughs> yeah. to get onto the ship. Like, Wonder Woman would have just let you come. I know. Yeah, you <laughs> didn't have to sneak. You just like, had to ask. Yeah, like, you ended on good terms. Like, she probably would have let you, like, yeah. along. Yeah, and she goes, she's like, um, and she actually warns her, like, Cheetah is here somewhere. Like, mm. I, I can sense her. Like, I can meet, read her mind. She's one of these people. Like, you gotta be careful. Yeah, she's like, I think I know who it is, but I have to prove it. Right. And so, like, they go through the competition. It's kind of like the competition that were described when Wonder Woman, like, first leaves the yeah, island, yeah. like, where they're going through just, like, a very, it's very, like, old school Olympian. Yep. And the competition's not as important as, like, Cheetah just kind of going undercover. And, like, as she's, like, competing in, like, she's actually, Cheetah's giving her all in this competition. Because yeah. she wants to prove, like, she's better than any of the Amazons as well. Yep. And she does, like, she has powers, and so she's kind of, like, holding her own. Um, but there's a part where they like let her win and she's just like super insulted by it. She's like, yeah, like smug ass Amazonians yeah. think they're better than me. Like the, the, her face when she realizes like, they think they're so smug is fucking hilarious. I know her face <laughs> is like melting into her. She's like, no. Yeah. It's some decent art in some of these panels. Yeah. Um, but Cheetah, her plan kind of comes to fruition when she's having dinner with uh, the Amazons, like a kind of like a formal, like uh, get together in the middle of this competition. Yeah. Uh, Hippolyta is up with. Um, this like magic girdle that's described, and she says it's like the the source of like not the source of their power, but it gives them like a lot of power to like, yeah. rule the Amazons. It's an object of power. Yeah, exactly. And so like Cheetah like sees that, and she's like, I must have, must have. <laughs> yeah, you show the magic, Mickey. She's gonna get it. Oh yeah. And like she has a pretty good plan here. We see her like sneaking through the night, like into the building to try to steal it. Um, and actually does steal it and grabs it right off of her and actually smartly ties her up with the lasso because she knows it's the one thing Amazons can't break. She, that was the first thing she learned. Yeah. She pretty much clutches it. Yeah. And then, uh, gets the girdle and, uh, Wonder Woman has to go after her. Like she leaves a note, um, uh, Gail leaves a note for her. But then in classic villain fashion, she totally flubs the landing on it because her whole plan then is to like tie up, uh, uh, what's her name? Hippolyta. Yeah. She ties up Hippolyta like under like a cliff, and she's just gonna like push a big boulder on top of her. Yeah, come on, <laughs> you got you got to do better than so that. So then Wonder Woman shows up for the big, uh, the big climax. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then yeah, when when it's all over, when uh, they kind of like arrest Cheetah and bring her back, uh, she, like she does kind of describe it like um, like she was had two personalities. Like Priscilla sounds like she didn't want to do any of that. Like there was there was like this evil like alternate personality of her. Yeah, yeah. So it's like this early version of Cheetah was very like Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, like it, it was like two two different personalities yeah no fur at all actually she doesn't even get arrested i think wonder woman lets her go here yeah she actually like uh 
Looks like she's even like Priscilla's actually doctor, like yeah, yeah she's remorse. No, I think she like asked to be like trained on Themyscira after that. She's like like I want to do good. It's just the cheetah like is right. the one. Who oh yeah, that's right. Tries the, the, to the last me. two panels here. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, I mean, as far as uh, 1940s comics go, I'm sure you can do a lot worse. Oh yeah, um, the really racist parts are really hard to forgive and get past. Yeah, um, but I mean, it's probably going to go for a lot of these older comics. Yeah, especially World War II like era. Yeah, so uh, so those parts are hard to get through. But otherwise, I mean, there's some interesting things here that you can kind of see we're placing are like building the way for Wonder Woman. So I think it's interesting to go back and read uh, stuff like this sometimes. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, that was Wonder Woman uh, number six, uh, first appearance of the cheetah. And speaking of the cheetah, uh, we now are going to get to the second part of our podcast here, which is going to be us discussing the brand new uh, Wonder Woman 1984, which just came out on Friday and Christmas Day. Yep. Uh, we got a chance to watch it, and uh, <laughs> we, we, I, I don't think either of us liked that movie. I, I no. Think, I, I long story short, no. it's, it's a bad movie, and I'm really sad to say that because... And I want to just lead up front like, and say, like, anyone who's been listening to the last couple episodes knows, oh, yeah. like, we didn't go in to hate this movie. Like, oh, no. We were, up until the moment we hit play, extremely hyped for this movie. Oh, yeah. Thought it I was, was going to be awesome. I was very excited. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, what we got is just baffling to me. It's just so... If you, especially when you watch the like we did, watch Wonder Woman. Yeah, we had the, just watched it, like, a few days before. That movie just feels so, like... It's got such a direction. Like, they knew the story they wanted to tell, and they had a point and a way to tie it into the world to yep. make it really hit. And, like, it all had, like, a really clear driving point with, like, a, a message and, like, a likable hero and, like, some good characters on the side. Yep. This one, it was just so baffling. Just the whole script. The script is probably the worst part about it. Oh, easily. Because the whole, like, um, this progression of the plot is just so hard to understand you're like what is happening at 1.50 minutes in there was one scene with wonder woman in it um as wonder woman yeah and like and that and as we're going to talk about like kind of racist parts in that comic we just read there's a lot <laughs> yeah. of parts in this movie that made me really uncomfortable um, yeah i mean i knew portrayal. they were gonna, yeah i knew there were going to be 80s motifs but they busted out like every 80s motif yeah, it's, <laughs> oh it was it's problematic um because the whole movie kind of hinges on like uh maxwell lord like gaining a genie power basically yeah which is a little bit of a twist on his powers in the comic but whatever i'm yeah. fine with that in a vacuum and honestly like the character as a whole in the movie and and uh, Pedro Pascal's like performance, like was overall solid. He, one of the best parts of the movie, probably structurally, like script wise, he's kind of like the protagonist of the movie because yeah. he's the one always driving it, the plot forward. Yeah, him and Barbara are pretty much like the keys of this movie. Like Diana is almost just a background set piece yeah, for Bar- most. of I it. think Barbara was great, but she doesn't really ever drive the plot forward. She's all like a side oh, character, tr- yeah, yeah, and like a bodyguard for the main villain. But at keeps the end. it yeah. relevant at least. And she's, I'll, I'll say this too, Kristen Wiig as Cheetah was probably my favorite part of this movie oh yeah killed it because i think it's all i think it's for one a good take on the character and yep. be a good performance of the character and even the cheetah herself did not look that bad yeah and um, for, I the, was for expecting the one worse. scene we got yeah yeah for the one scene we got that was very like dimly lit and hard to see especially underwater yeah <laughs> and there's just a whole lot of just like poorly thought out things in this movie like the whole steve trevor thing which we should touch on before i forget yeah to. let's let's get that that out of the way. Um, Steve Trevor is in this movie, and the way they explain it is Diana wishes on this wishing stone, which is like the the big thing in the movie. Yeah, that's the big Mickey. And her wish is like to get Steve back. And the way that he comes back, 
it would have been so much simpler just to have him just appear. Yeah. Why not just do that? Just have him manifest out of nothing. The way they did it, I just don't know how they didn't think this is fucking crazy. <laughs> Steve comes back as a literal ghost yep. and possesses a man who exists, has his own life, his own name, and literally possesses this man, takes his body for what seems like at least like a month or two. Yeah, it, it's supposed to be like a week or it, something, or a week or at two. At least an extended It's a good amount of time. time, yeah. Yeah, and so Wonder Woman runs into this guy who only she can see as Steve. Yep. And it's just Not like, even, because it's basically like, because it starts out with her seeing the, it's basically just She like Joe, sometimes sees Steve. It's and just she Joe, to, average yeah. white guy. Yeah. And like, when she first runs into him, she's like, he's like, Diana, like, I wish we had more time. And like, as soon as it clicks in her head that it's like- uh, Steve Trevor's personality then she sees him as Steve yeah. but it's like everyone else sees him as this random white dude that he's possessing <laughs> and this is a plot point is weird but okay yeah <laughs> the weirdest part about it is the character's reaction to this happening yep is so normal because it, they're just so okay with this happening because once they meet and like have this uh, revelation at like they're, they're at some DC like ball for the Smithsonian they they have no qualms or like reservations about like the moral gray area of what's happening yeah. and they just go back to this random dude's house that he's possessing and they just fuck and they just like <laughs> laugh about like oh this isn't your apartment isn't yeah. this weird yeah look and at you oh he's still handsome but not as handsome as you i'm it, like this is fucked up it is so fucking and strange neither, at no point in the movie at literally no point in the movie do either one of them voice any kind of concern no. for this man because for most of it until they like realize what they have to do to like reverse the bad things that are happening is that like the possibility that Steve is going to have to leave or like unpossess this guy, but like that's not at the forefront of their minds at any point. Like they're yeah. just like, fuck this dude, he's taken over. The only time this guy's <laughs> life ever gets acknowledged is there's a weird comment that <laughs> Steve makes to her where it's like, you'll find love again. What about this guy? He seems pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? The only thing you know about this guy is that he has a messy apartment. <laughs> yeah. The one character trait you know about him, and then he wears turtlenecks. Yeah. That's and that's the only thing. And that you boned his like physical body with your boyfriend's consciousness. Leave this fucking poor man alone. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is very traumatizing for him. Yeah. No, that's it's like. No, I. This is Wonder Woman? I'm like, no, she should have extreme concern for this man whose life you just literally stole. <laughs> he literally stole this just guy's decided life. decided to live in this guy's body and just be him. It is That's so... That's not okay. It's such a weird platform to launch off of for that storyline. Like, and, and just the whole concept of needing to bring back Steve Trevor for this. See, Steve Trevor literally, like, describes heaven. I'm yeah. Like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, he's like, I was somewhere, like, I, I don't really know how to describe it, but it was nice. Are we about to like, get into, like, Justice League Dark? What's happening? <laughs> yeah, like... Like, it is so fucking weird. Here comes Constantine. We got to go back to heaven, bloke. <laughs> but yeah, oh, so. Man. But even aside from that whole. And it's just really annoying that Steve Trevor had to come back into this movie because he literally comes in and just blows up the whole movie. Like, yeah. We're kind of. The whole movie leads up. There's a lot of Barbara in the first act. Yeah. It's a lot of Barbara and Diana kind of like building as characters. It almost seems like dating at one point. I'm like, hey, I kind of like this relationship. That's the thing. One of the, my biggest faults or like biggest like grievances with this movie is that the, the first like 30 minutes they just built they build this layer of like this like super good chemistry like relationship with uh diane and barbara and then all of a sudden they expect us to like have this huge like investment into 
like it's either the world ends or Diana can stay with Steve. Yeah. It's like I don't care about that at all. Yeah, the like, whole movie ended up hinging on like uh I'll never love again, like the Captain America thing. I'm like, yeah. this is that's what the whole movie hinges on. Like she, <laughs> she's afraid to save the world because of that. Yeah, she's afraid to like renounce or to get her powers back to save the world because she doesn't want to lose Steve Trevor, even though she's just been living doing almost nothing for sixty years. Yeah. Like, it just it's a very weird like stake to like hold your movie together yeah and like and not only that but it's like you brought him back in this man's body so yeah. it's like i'm gonna do this for the next a billion years yep no <laughs> like i don't want that at um, all but yeah it's really disappointing because Kristen wig like i said as cheetah is pretty good and like mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a little cheesy for a lot of times but yeah. i'm totally fine with that for a cheetah story because i mean the first like because literally she wishes on a stone she's like i wish i was cool like diana it's basically it's a little, just yeah. like barbara wants to get her groove back and yeah, be like diana like it kind of feels like a breakfast club kind of scene but yeah. honestly it's a cool take on the character because that's kind of what this original take is like it's kind of her just wanting to be more like in control yep uh, and kind of just like be more like like she says like an apex predator like in the world i want to like take control and i like, take what i deserve yeah exactly and so like, i kind of like that take on her and then she kind of like has like a, a mild transformation at first she just kind of becomes more confident and like people kind of like notice her more yep uh, and she like dresses better and like is more just like charismatic yeah and she then walk in heels eventually like developing superpowers even so like, yeah because like the whole angle is she wishes she was like more like diana but but prior to that she didn't know diana was wonder woman so yeah. she also got the powers too exactly yeah so so that that whole st- like honestly her throughout this whole movie is is great oh yeah i love um it. Like, uh, Maxwell Lord is entertaining a lot of times, but also there's a lot of scenes where it's like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Any scene with his kid is just comedy gold. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole, the whole opening scene where like, he goes home to his office, his kid's just like in this abandoned floor of the building yeah. where someone left him. Someone had to have left that kid Oh there. yeah, easily. So whoever this mom was like, is like, should I leave him in the lobby with the secretary? No, no, no. no. Go up to floor 11 and see if anything's there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then, then, then later, or like a couple minutes later, you find out some creepy old man's been lingering in that same office yeah he's like you owe me money i'm an investor <laughs> yeah. the character who by the way we never see again no 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 yeah um oh no we see him once oh yeah you like, see him yeah very soon to make the wish yeah 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 but it's like i need my money by tomorrow it's like okay no i'm a big businessman yeah. i am not a loser son <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a really uh, unintentionally hilarious scene where pedro Pals- pascal is just like pleading to his son like i'm not a loser <laughs> he's not gonna report me to the fcc and i'm like this kid's six he doesn't understand any of that business lingo he just yeah, threatened you he with. doesn't You're know fine. <laughs> he doesn't know what a con man is you're over explaining <laughs> you're making yourself look like a con man to this kid <laughs> right he didn't understand that business jargon <laughs> oh man the movie quickly escalates into nonsense with this wishing stuff. Yeah, because it basically just turns into like a bunch of racists asking for like the heathens to be driven from their lands. Yeah, I, and it it's just very awkward. That this was not the if you want to go with that take, it should not be written by white writers. No, which no, is no, what this was written by. Yeah, yeah, we haven't brought this up yet, but like after we watched this movie, it was like God, it was almost like. Jeff Johns had a part in that script, and yeah. then we went to IMDb, and lo and behold, sure Jeff Johns got a writing credit. Yeah, I mean, granted, I'm not gonna blame just him because there no, are no, a no. lot of people who could have fixed this for the better. Someone could have stopped this. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so his influence is definitely felt, but this needed to be changed by somebody. Yep. Um, because yeah, it goes into like some problematic territory. Even outside of that, it just gets into ludicrous territory. By the point Maxwell Lord is like calling on prayers from the world to get their wishes. Yeah. At, at which point. I had to assume the movie was going to have, like, Wonder Woman wish, I wish none of this ever happened, so yep. that way the world could get reset. Yep. But at the end, none of it gets reset, so we're just ex- told to accept that this was all a part of world history. Yeah, basically, like, the, <laughs> the world, world... almost ended, yeah. There were thousands of nukes in mid-air about to 
land, and then all of a sudden it came down to uh, even- everyone re- renouncing their wishes, which basically we're led to believe that either Wonder Woman like like subconsciously uh, like impacted everyone with the like the lasso of truth and that's what made them everyone guaranteed i think what we're led to believe is that because the lasso of truth broadcasted and showed everyone the true true truth the true true yeah showed them that true true um because of that it um because they saw all that it showed them like they ultimate like oh i can't disagree with this i have to which I'm calling bullshit on that. <laughs> yeah. there, there are some fucking sadistic people out there that would not renounce their wish. Well, and that's why I think it's a little like uh, comic book movies can get ridiculous, sure. But this gets to the point where I'm like, I can't even believe what just happened on the world. Yeah. Because Maxwell Lord gives a wish to anybody who hears this broadcast yep. and everybody hears it. Yeah. And this goes on for at least what we have to assume is like at least 30 minutes. That's oh, yeah. being generous. Because um, we, we see some clips of like a dude like arguing with a cashier and he's like, I wish you were dead. And then she like drops over from a heart attack. Yeah. And, then and like that. And but like there just imagine the amount of insane wishes that anyone could make at a whim. Yeah. Like someone like literally all would take was like one troll to be like oh i wish the world was a potato yeah (laughs) everything's fucked yeah like literally no coming back or reversing that it's insane yeah so like and then the fact that like everyone just renounces their wishes and all of a sudden that's just normal and then the world is just normal (laughs) yeah you just kind of build back from that even though the world was like a centimeter away from annihilation like this is expecting too much but now especially because this is in like a quote-unquote shared universe i'm supposed to imagine like every other character in the dc universe this just happened to them yeah this was in the 80s most of them were alive yep so like imagine just like aquaman being like getting a wish and then be like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) yeah like it is there's so much like disbelief they're trying to make you suspect. i wish i was a godzilla <laughs> yeah and then yeah so the whole climax with the cheetah was pretty depressing too like she looked great but then yeah. it ended up being just like uh the, the wonder woman golden armor ended up being super boring oh my god it was ridiculous because it ended up being just like the super shield and even the flashback yep. of her using it in like uh against like you know like roman soldiers yeah it's just like her like to in like a dome of armor, just be like, tink, tink, yeah, tink, Yeah, she's tink. just curling herself up in the wings. Like a while, turtle, yeah. While dudes just stab at it with spears. I'm like, okay, but that's not really visually fun. No. Yeah. And then later on, it comes, she, uh, Diana does it against uh, Cheetah, and then like, it's supposed to be this huge epic moment, and then she like, unfurls the wings, and like, makes Cheetah fly back, and like, the music cue hits, and it's just like, I'm not pumped by this at all. Yeah, it's like, just like her <laughs> ripping apart the armor. Rah, rah, yeah. Rah, rah. <laughs> like, it, it is just so uneventful. It's and like, insane. eventually, they do, they do have kind of an entertaining fight yeah i mean it was it wasn't i mean they're basically just swinging around on like her with the lasso and oh, then true, she yeah. just swinging around on like power yeah. cables which then it's leads a lot of to swinging. yeah which then leads to the power cable falling in the water and diana's like i'm sorry i have to do this and then it seems like she's gonna kill her but then she just ends up getting like zapped and like kind yeah. of decapacitated and it, Cheetah goes weird. from, I'll never renounce my wish to 10 minutes later being i renounce my wish well and now i've been seeing a bunch of stuff where like People are like, oh, well, did she renounce a wish? Maybe she just reverted back from cheetah form. And then someone was asking Patty Patty Jenkins about it, apparently, and she had some shit about saying, like, she, there's a, or she, purposefully like left it kind of open-ended for her own reasons so like who knows i, I mean know. if they don't bring her back i'm gonna be so mad because that was the one thing you can take from this movie and oh build yeah. on yeah. easily yeah um because the, re- the rest is bullshit the message of the movie is bullshit because i hate so much just fucking like all we need is hope and dreams and bright colors and yeah. the world will be better it's like fuck you like 
This, it's basically how Doomsday Clock ended. Yeah. <laughs> all, all this world needs is a little hope. We just have to, uh, like, just hear each other out and find a middle ground. It's like, no. All we need is a little baby <laughs> Superman. Yeah. That's all you need. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, yeah, I think you made the joke while we were watching it. While Diana was p- using the lasso to put a, a message on everyone's screen, you're oh, like, yeah. this is literally just Gal Gadot's Imagine video. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, because she, when she takes hold of the broadcast, she's like, there's so much love out there. Like, everyone <laughs> just needs to see the truth. And it's like, this is her just doing the Imagine video. <laughs> yeah. I, I just hate the message of, like, all like all these oppressed mm. people, they, they wish for these things, but do they really want it? No. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they do. It's it. Oh man, it's rough. Maybe was, if you got your wishes, you'd realize they weren't so good. Yeah, it's, this is a terrible message. It's the worst message. It's yeah. oh, it's they just missed it so far left. Yeah, and then uh, it's yeah, it's disappointing. Um, but maybe they can take uh the cheetah and like build something good off of it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it. I, you could solve something from that, I'm sure, but I don't know what it is. And I was hoping I'd at least get, like, some superficial fun out of this movie, like maybe some cool fight scenes using, like, an HP, like, a, uh, you know, a DC movie budget to get some cool yep. Wonder Woman scenes, especially now that she's in modern day. Yeah. And basically, we get, like, two extended, like, Wonder Woman, like, actual, like, you know, co- combat scenes or, like, you know, going against stuff scenes. The and first one is a mall heist, which is fucking ridiculous. It is, I, I was honestly, like, I was stunned. With these, like, go- goofy <laughs> goons who one of them like who casted these guys I don't they look know. ridiculous <laughs> yeah because one dude at, at a point literally just grabs a kid and like and like i'm not going back man. yeah just hurls her over the side of a balcony just like i'll drop her man i'm not going back and there's, then there's his no- like henchman buddy's just like no all of these guys could have easily just <laughs> ran away like there's just like two mall cops coming yeah. after them and the first thing he does is like grab a kid and dangle him off a balcony yeah it's insane and then the other robber's like no yeah. <laughs> it is so fucking funny it's so cheesy but like Cheesy was at that point. I was like, "This is cheesy," but maybe that's the tone of this movie. Wonder Woman can be cheesy and still be good. But then so, they just couldn't stop because then later on we got a freaking costume change montage with fanny packs. And oh, that wasn't was, even cheesy. That was just cringe. It's, that was just uh, bad, oh, man. That was just like a joke for all the people who lived through the eighties. Yep. Like, wasn't this wild? Yeah. Look at this costume. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah, you wore much. that, didn't you, Jim? <laughs> it's like it's almost. It was similar to the same bit of the first one, but it was just Steve Trevor being amazed by stuff he'd never seen before instead of Diana. But it was more interesting with Diana because, like, her, it was her seeing, like, actual civilization for the first time, where this is just Steve seeing, like, his civilization, but, a, like, a couple decades in the future. Yeah, I was not having fun. <laughs> and it was just, it was, just felt so forced and so cringe. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I get what they were trying, like, I, ugh, like you, you just, said. You just didn't need Steve Trevor for that movie. Like, that at plot, all, did, no. that plot did not need to be built around him at all. No. He I, had such a good death in the first movie. Like, why ruin it? You can take the pieces of this movie, but I think what this movie desperately needed was someone to read the script and literally just, like, we need an extra year. Yeah. We need to rewrite this script. It's just Keep not the casting. Work. Keep everyone who you got on, on the set. Just get new writers, and this needs to be reworked from the ground up. <laughs> yeah. This whole wishing plot is just not working. No, no. It's just none of it works, and none of it's good. It, it's just not a Wonder Woman movie. Like, it's, it's not, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's Aside just... from the end of her being like, the truth is all that matters. Yeah, yeah. Like, just giving, like, a rousing speech, and that's all it is. It's like, yeah. everyone's like, sure. Yeah, you, like, you basically took, like, a throwaway, like, Wonder Woman inspirational line and built a whole movie around it. Yeah. Like, and, and it, it was weird. Yeah, the I idea that everything can just be solved by just being like, just look in your heart. Like, yeah. It's not that easy. <laughs> yeah, like. Give us, like, an actual, like, uh, thought-provoking, like, uh, point to the movie be like yep. something that's like sometimes you need to like upset the status quo because it's not everything's how you think like that's the kind of thing like the, like that hits hard it's like yep. oh i wasn't expecting that yeah yeah exactly not like just like 
what if, what if maybe like the things you wish for don't really matter? The world is fine. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it almost could almost be kind of culminated like in that sense. Yeah. So it's it's disappointing because like I said, the first movie was like all about like the war, and it's all about like war can't be solved easily. It's about the darkness in people's hearts and like yep. this like eternal kind of struggle. But we we have to rise above that. Yeah. Like it had this very and especially set in World War One, it was a very good point, and then you tie it into a villain that has to do with that perfectly. Yeah. And then this one is just like Cheetah's really fun, but then the plot's not about her anymore and then yeah. she just doesn't matter then she literally just becomes a henchman yeah like it's she yeah. becomes pedro pascal's bodyguard it's and I'm wasted like, that one as soon as she stepped in in the white house i was like oh so her movie's over yep yeah literally that was the end of her plot and then that was it she yep. just became the fight scene after that yep so yeah, it was it's rough yeah so I, if i were to rewrite this i would have probably taken maxwell lord out of it entirely and just made it all about the cheetah or just make him a way more of a background set piece instead of putting him at the forefront of basically most of the movie. Yeah, just keep like the CEO uh, character, but maybe get rid of the wishing nonsense. Yeah, it's, like that whole yeah. wishing plot. The whole should, wishing yeah, needs no, to no. not happen. Like, like if, if you want that wishing stone or whatever, make that like the key for Barbara and like her whole cheetah plotline. Don't turn it. Don't turn that into just being the subplot into it becoming the thing with Maxwell Lord. Yeah, maybe like, the, it could have been less ridiculous by just having him wish for the powers he has in the comic, just yeah. mind control. Yeah, you could have had him doing similar things with just mind control. Um, so yeah, something about that movie just needed to be reworked from the ground up, and I think it would just never would have worked the no. way they have it right here. It just it never would have worked, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't and like know. I said, uh, we sound like haters right now, but we were going into this hyped as fuck. Yeah, I, and I I'm, just literally I landed I fucking belly flopped into the pool yeah i i really wanted to find things that i enjoyed about it and there were some but like as cheetah. a whole as a I whole put it picture in one word the things i enjoyed about this movie yeah cheetah kristen <laughs> wig and cheetah yeah yeah and even then i'm like you didn't let her do enough fuck nope. you guys yeah no um but unfortunately that's how we're gonna end our wonder woman coverage a lot of the stuff we covered was good yeah oh let's end on one good thing about the movie the end credit scene oh, is really yeah. dope. Oh, yeah. Linda Carter cameo was awesome. That's awesome. That it doesn't dope. make up for anything, but no. that scene in a vacuum, very cool. It gave me a smile, at least. And <laughs> having her like exist as an ancient Amazon warrior, right? very cool. Like, undercover, I like that a lot. Yeah, because, I mean, I don't see it being something they actually incorporate into future stuff but like it's a cool tidbit no it, it's like when um leonard nimoy appeared in like the new star yeah, trek yeah. as like an older version of him yeah kind of like that just like a cool cameo to tie it into that uh that continuity i like yeah. that a lot yeah totally um but that'll be it for wonder woman uh next week we're going to be getting into our avengers coverage we're going back to marvel um we're going to end up watching all four Avengers movies, but we're not really doing it for that. That'll be kind of just like a neat little thing at the end. Yeah. yeah. We're doing it because we really want to dive into that uh, Jonathan Hickman Avengers run. Mm-hmm. And we want to dive really into it, too. So that'll give us time. Yeah, we're get... doing big chunks. Yeah, we're going to be doing roughly uh, eight to ten issues per episode. So that way we can get to the uh, Infinity event, which is like a big event that's all about like Thanos like invading Earth while uh, the Avengers are fighting like an intergalactic war. It's mm-hmm. really, really cool. Hell and, yeah. Like, a lot of uh, Infinity War and uh, Endgame are based on that arc. Okay. Um, not necessarily the plot points, but certainly like the personality of like Thanos and the Black Order and a lot of the stuff that happens is gotcha. b- uh, heavily based on that, because that was pretty pretty recent when those movies were coming out, too. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, so I'm going to be excited to get into that. We're going back to Hickman. So far, we've only done one Hickman book, even though yeah. that's one of our favorite writers. So yeah, gonna, for sure. I'm excited to get into that. Definitely. Uh, so join us next time for some Avengers. Oh, yes. Yes.